You're listening to Balanced Living Weekly, episode number 78, with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Balanced Living Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I am Father Roderick. And it has been two weeks, my friends, since we've had an episode, but we're here once again to to get together to share what's going on in our lives as it comes to our pursuit of a more balanced and healthy lifestyle, not just in in food and nutrition and health, but all areas of li- our lives. And of course, uh, we hope to encourage and inspire you to think about your own life and, and how things are going. Are you focused too much in one area? and not enough in some of the other more important parts of life. So, Father Roderick, it has been a couple weeks. Yes, it's been way too long. Um, and it, it's it's all my fault. I've been traveling to the United States, and so uh, I've been uh, living in Kansas City and uh, the, the, the area around Kansas City for uh, about eight days. And so I missed two occasions to, uh, to record a show. But I'm happy to be back and to uh, kind of catch up with you because this is our, uh, well, our almost weekly um, moment where we where we talk and uh, and and we share what we've been going through or or not and uh, hopefully you know that will also contain some information that might be useful to our listeners. Absolutely, and uh, I will tell you the last two weeks. Um, e- each time it's kind of like, wow, um, you know what? I I could use this time to go and have lunch and be free for a little bit. I'm, it's like wow, I I'm gonna go do this. And I tell you, there there are times when. You know, our, our schedules get we get so caught up in our routine and, and when we miss something that we're supposed to do every single week, something we committed ourselves to, sometimes it can become, you know, an obligation or a commitment that, that just sometimes we lose sight of why we originally got into it. And yes, and I was glad to be, you know, just free from having to record the show at, you know, 12 o'clock noon every Thursday for these past two weeks because it's really Helped me and understand, you know what? I can take a little time off. I can stop in the middle of a live show Thursday and just go grab lunch. Absolutely. I think it's it's kind of the, sometimes you have to do that. Just break the routine, step back, uh, press the pause button for a while. And, and then when you get back to your routine, you're often more energized and you have more to say and it's it's it's. I think it's not a not a coincidence that a lot of TV shows, for instance, which is very creative work, um, they have their summer break and, and sometimes they even have like an extended break over the um, the holidays as well. And I think it, it it's probably necessary for any creative work to sometimes just stop and do something else, kind of recover, re-energize yourself, and then get back to the job. And uh, so, yes, I've, I've also been enjoying kind of this, uh, this break in my routines. And uh, even though I've been working hard, it was different. And so traveling, being in another space, working with different people, um, it all helps kind, kind of to, to re-energize me and to reestablish a certain balance that otherwise you might lose by just working, working, working and doing the same thing all over again. Yeah. So you were in Kansas City. You, you guys did the uh, Catholic New Media Celebration. This is the third or fourth annual it's the fourth one we actually uh we're, we're upgrading it to the level of a conference now so we we're trying to uh to reach a more professional audience and we figured that conference kind of sounds more more classy than, than celebration gotcha 
you know, you can, you can go to your boss and ask, ask him if you can get a few days off to go to a conference. But if you say, well, I'm going to a celebration, he thinks that you're just going to party. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, so, how, did, so, so uh, how did it go? I mean, it went very well. Uh, I think in, in, in terms of organization, even there, we, we kind of found our, our balance and uh, it was much less stressful than it ever ha had been before. And particularly for me, it was a great um, experience because I, I you know, we, we've, we've kind of grown this organization to a much more professional level now. And so I was hardly involved in, when it comes to the actual organization of the event. We have our director who, who did a terrific job and working really hard on making this a success. And so the only thing I had to do was just basically be there and I had much more time to connect with people and, and, and uh, you know, do, do my job as, um, well, one of the faces of the organization. And so that was a, was a, a good experience. And, and even in that respect, I, I try to take it easy. Um, in, in, in previous years, I was always tempted to micromanage. And if something went wrong with the technology, because we were doing live streaming and all sorts of complicated things, I would usually get really, you know, I would like, I need to fix this. It's, this is my job. And now I was much more like, well, you know, let someone else fix this. This is not really, well, it is my problem, but I'm not the person who needs to solve this. And I was able to kind of step back. And I think it, I, 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 I tend to believe that it is maturation on my part. But it could also be that I was just way too sleepy with the, the jet lag and that, you know, I just didn't have the energy. But, you know, I, I, I keep telling myself, you, you've, you've grown, you've matured. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I can let go and let other people do their job and they do it so much better than I would do. Right. Well, but, I, I'll tell you, um, I have had this experience over the last two or three weeks that has just been so enlightening to me that just... Uh, just have had some major revelation as it as it comes to you know my own personal feelings of what I have to accomplish and why I need to accomplish things to feel good about myself and and all of these other things and and it really comes down to an, an issue of faith and how I've been approaching like my relationship with God. This is a this is a very big part of of my life the the area of area of faith and th this is where I've found the most amount of balance right now. And it's and it's an area God's been calling me to just really hone in and focus on, and, and this idea that that God loves us unconditionally. And I realized that I've had this very performance based faith, mm -hmm. and and that's something. What's that? You mean like faith where you feel that you constantly have to do something for God, or you know, yes. you, you, can't, you can't be not productive because then. You know, somehow you're kind of failing your vocation. Is that, is that kind of what uh, well, what you mean? Not just failing my vocation, but just not keeping. I, almost as though for me to maintain a decent relationship with God, I have to do things for Him to appease Him or to please Him. Mm. And it, and it's really weird. I, I, I won't. We won't go into the details here of why I why I have these thoughts, but I, I know where they come from. They come from mm -hmm. they come from my past and and certain. Uh, areas, but um, but anyway, the, the 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 fact is, is I've determined that I'm not going to be bitter about the past and how I got here. I'm just I'm just thank so thankful and and praising God for for the freedom that I have. But um, here here here, just to give you an idea of what I mean by this is, um, oftentimes, like for example, you, I mean, those who have been listening to Balance Living Weekly will recognize this if you've been listening to it for a while. Because there was a time this year where I kept coming to this microphone, and do you remember how excited I was when I told you that you know all all the way back to December 
all the way through May of this year, uh, May December of last year through May of this year, I was waking up every morning at 5 a.m. Yeah. And, and I was I was spending an hour alone with God, reading his word. I had read the entire New Testament in like three months, and I was reading through the Old Testament and, and all this other stuff, and, and I felt really good about myself. Do you remember how excited yeah. I was? Yeah, definitely. And what I realized is, is at that moment, or during that time, I was very excited about my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And and then all of a sudden, you know, some things happened. It was we were it was about ready for us to go uh, on vacation as a family in June. And in preparation for that, I started working a couple extra hours here and there just to get ready. And then we went on vacation and I stopped getting up early in the morning. I stopped reading the Bible every day and, and all this other stuff. And when I came back from vacation, it took me so much to get caught up. I got out of those. I still never got back into those routines. And over time, I got to thinking, you know, God's mad at me. God's going to be angry with me because I'm not doing those things that I I obviously should do. Because, you know, to be a good Christian, that means that you are studying the word of God every day. You're spending time alone in prayer every day. You're praying for others every day. You're not you're putting all the you're putting all those things first. And that's that, you know, that makes God love you. And And I know that nobody's ever literally taught me those words. But it's it's still been my reality, mm. and and all of a sudden it's like I started listening to some other podcasts uh, from a good friend of mine, David Foster, and mm-hmm. I started to uh, read this book called Redeeming Love, and and just everywhere I'm turning, it's like God will speak to me through anybody and everywhere. I, I, I was I'm I was afraid that if I didn't like wake up and pay attention to God, that all of a sudden rocks were gonna start yelling at me. It's like, dude, God loves you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so all of a sudden I, there i just been hit with this message that i don't have to do anything to earn god's love and there and, and not only do i not have to but the idea the thought that i could do something means that i don't need i don't need the sacrifice that jesus paid mm, i and, see and and, yeah. and it's like what and he's like yeah and and and, and i heard this I, I heard this three different places one was in a fictional book. Actually, two of them were in a fictional book. And mm-hmm. one of them was from, uh, the, I heard it every single week in a podcast from this pastor. And it is, what if you could wake up every single morning and and be completely free and knowing that God loves you no matter what and that he's not angry with you? Right. What, right. If, what if you woke up every morning and knew that? And I'm like, yeah, that's just not possible. You know, I have to, I, I know that to come to God, it, it's free and there's nothing I have to do. But then all of a sudden after a while, it's like, well, then now you're in the family. Now there's responsibilities and now you have to live up to that. If you don't live up to that, then God's going to be mad at you. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's how it is. And there, and everybody's like, no, it's not. Wait, you wake up every morning with the assurance that God loves you. And, and, and ugh, I've woken up that way for the last two and a half weeks. It's radically changing my life in every aspect, every area of my life. That's great. It sounds actually very familiar. <laughs> I've, I've had kind of that, that similar, a similar realization just a few weeks ago. And, uh, and, and it, it did give me, give me a lot of inner peace. It's like no matter how I perform or, or even how I mess up, it won't stop God from loving me. And that one kind of gave me so much peace and so much, I don't know, patience with myself also. And, uh, and, and balance. It's uh, it's it's amazing because, um, you know, of course, I, I was I've been looking into the book of Galatians and, and I, 
you know, before I, I'm just reading and I'm like, I just see this as a greeting. You know, Paul writes to the Galatians, grace and peace be with you from, you know, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, from God, our father. It's like, usually you read that and like, yada, 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 get to the point. Yeah. It's like, hello. You know, it's nice to see you. How's the weather? Okay. Let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> but wait a second. It's like, wait a second. Grace and peace. This yeah. is the good news, the fact that, mm. that God's grace covers over our sins, our mistakes, the things that we don't do, the things that we can't do, um, and, 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 and God's peace. And then all of a sudden, it just every, ever since then, just like the scriptures have come alive to me, things that I've memorized. I mean, it's like, come to me, all of you who are burdened, heavy laden, for I will yeah. give you rest. You know, it's like, wait a second, Jesus doesn't give me rest. Jesus gives me a list of things that I need to do today. <laughs> Isn't that what you, God does? It was Jesus, but it was actually, you did that to yourself probably. Right. Yes. You're absolutely- it's like inner voice. This is, and we've talked about this many times, like this inner dialogue that we have with ourselves where we constantly are judging ourselves and, and telling ourselves, oh, you should have done that. You, you know, if you did this, you would have blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's, uh, it's a dangerous, dangerous situation because you can very easily start to kind of project your own thoughts on uh, on how you perceive God and and basically turn God into a very human human being that is kind of like this this ever present judging father that doesn't love you but only rewards you when you do something good. Yes, and that's a scary place to be in. Well, <laughs> that's, that's kind of a messed up religion. Well, I tell you what that that's that's been a majority of my my faith. It it really has, and 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 I will tell you about it. it I, I did not feel that way when I first became a believer. The way that I, I, I have felt for the last two and a half weeks is how I felt when I first became a believer. Mm. That when I, first, when I first realized and understood what grace was and I accepted that and I'm like, yes, I, I, I want this relationship with God. And I felt this free then. But, it, but I tell you what, I, I got involved in, in some channels and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden... Uh, I, I came out, I came away over the last uh, 20 years of my life with a very performance-based relationship with God. You know, as long as God, it, it, it's, it, you know, I kept hearing about this unconditional love. It's like, oh yeah, it's like, it's, it, it's unconditional. He loves you, but he's still angry with you. Right. <laughs> he, 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 he's angry because he loves you, you know, and he wants you to do this because he loves you and you need to do it. And if you don't need to do, if you don't do it, he's going to put you out on the corner because, uh, because he loves you. <laughs> and you can stay very balanced as long as in, in that context, as long as you keep performing well, but it, what if, if, it, if something goes wrong, that's where I think the, the, the trouble starts. <laughs> well, and, and that's why, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll get out of a routine. I mean, the, I, I literally believe this is why. I get stuck into this routine of working, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day, you know, mm. six days out of the week. And then all of a sudden feel like I'm accomplishing something. And if I'm not doing all these things, this is why I feel so guilty and I feel ashamed and, and I feel, you know, just like a total failure. And yeah. <clears throat> and even now, I will tell you right now, I, I, I'm at this place where I, I feel free. I literally I wake up in the morning and I know that God loves me. Mm-hmm. And and I'll be I have not been working as much as as I used to for the last two and a half weeks, and it's kind of freaking me out a little bit. It's like <laughs> seriously, I, I should be working. I'm sitting here. I I'm in the middle. I'm currently reading nine different books at the same time. Uh huh. Can yeah, you I'm believe that? Your uh, uh, Cliff Extreme Twitter feed, and I you know it's like wow. 
you're reading a lot. <laughs> I am. I. I. It, it, it's amazing. I'm just like consuming mm-hmm. so much, and it's like, wow, this this is really, this is everything. And and I'm. I just want to. I just want to enjoy life more. And yeah. uh, I'm having conversations with my son. This is the coolest thing in the world. I, it was two nights ago. I was sitting in our bedroom, and my son Matthew and my daughter McKenna. They're my youngest, ten and six, sitting mm-hmm. on my bed with me. And and I said, hey guys, let me ask you a question. What do we have? To, what do you think we have to do to make God happy, and and to make God love us? And and my daughter McKenna is is really funny. She says, well, we don't have to go to church to make him happy because that <laughs> that, that that's a whole another story. We won't even go to that. But my son sat there and he says, well, you know, we have to do good things. We have to help people. We need to. You know, we should we should go out of our way to serve others and and all this other stuff. And I said, you know, Matthew, I used to think that, too. And and I want you to tell you and I sat there, I said, I want you to understand that that God's been laying on my heart that that the truth is we don't have to do anything to make him love us. Nothing we can do will make him love us because he already does. And it's for free. And, and I said, the fact is, is that are those should we do good things? Should we do things to help people? Absolutely. But we should do it because we are so overwhelmed by the love that God gave us that right. that 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 it just we want to we want to share the blessings with other people. That's, mm-hmm. We're motivated out of God's love to help others. We should never do it because we should do it. And in fact, and oftentimes it's it's yeah. it's, it's just meaningless when we do it that way. And that's I said, a very, Ken, that's a very positive motivation for your actions instead of a negative one that you're afraid to not be at the level of what you think that God wants you to be and and positive motivations are in the end much more uh, bear more fruit are are easier to live with right right so your kids reacted at well well Matthew, well, well the, Matthew's like wow you, that my he's like that that makes a lot of sense and here's what I told him and and and, and this this one could get dicey because mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still struggling with this one, but for the biggest part, um, the message that I hear is that God's not angry with me. Not mm-hmm. not in the traditional. I mean, maybe God gets angry, but not in the way that I think of angry. And and this is something I'm hearing in the scripture over and over again that that when God looks at me, He doesn't look at me at, as if I'm doing the things that I'm doing, but He looks at me at the level of what Christ did for me. He so when. Christ gave me his his righteousness, and so I'm in in his eyes. I'm blameless. I'm pure. He's wiped it all away, and and all these different things I've read. And I sit there. I said, I said, Matthew, here's what I want you to understand: that you're going to do things wrong, and you're going to do things right, and it's not going to make you God love you more or less. And I mm-hmm. said, here's one of the things I wish I would have known when I was your age. I wish I would have known that God loves me no matter what. It doesn't matter what I do, what I say, what I fail to do. God loves me no more, no less, no matter what. And he's not angry with me. And and I said, I want to tell you something. I'm your dad. And I'm going to admit to you that there have been many times that I've been angry with you. And that anger is is not a good anger. It, I've just been, you just, I just plain out get mad and angry at some of the things that you've done. And I said, you know, I, I'm trying not to be angry. I, I want I want the best for you and I love you. But here's the thing I want you to know is that even though as I, as your dad, am sometimes angry with you, I want you to know that that's not how God deals with us. Right. He's perfect and I'm not. And, <laughs> and, th- and I'm having this conversation with my son and my daughter and 
it was just amazing. It was amazing. And, and it felt so freeing. And, uh, yeah, it, I, I'm so excited. I think it's, it's an extremely important message to pass on to your children. And, and even, you know, just to have the humility to tell your kids, you know, I'm not perfect because that's kind of how kids look at their parents. Uh, it's like, well, they, they probably know better than I. And, and a lot of our, sometimes our, our scars are from that time where, you know, we fail to understand that, you know, sometimes parents can make mistakes and they, they can treat it in a way that we didn't deserve, but we kind of always think about, so what did I do wrong to cause this situation? And, uh, and that can be, that can actually lead to that, that very negative self-talk and, you know, lack of confidence and everything. So I think this is a very important, uh, message. Yeah. And, and I would also even add to that, 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 you know, make sure your kids know, and I, 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 I know, I trust that you've, you've already mentioned that to them, that even though sometimes you make mistakes or you get mad where you shouldn't be angry, um, that despite that, you will always love them. And yes. that's a much deeper uh, uh, kind of foundation than anything else that might happen, that, no, that they never uh, doubt the fact that they are loved by their parents. That I think that's a very fundamental thing for, for kids to, to experience and something that will help them later on in their faith as well. Because it's, it's very the same. I mean, we Christians call God a father. And so the, we we very quickly make that kind of link and we we tend to look at God the way that we look at our parents. And if that parent-child relationship is somehow uh, disfigured or, um, you know, and, and, and children are not sure that they are loved in, unconditionally, uh, despite sometimes the, the, the corrections and, and uh, anger, then that can also really damage their their view of god and yeah. their relationship with god yeah and, and and you're right i have certainly communicated that to all of my children that's been that's been something like listen it doesn't matter what you'll ever do there's no way that you could keep me from loving you and, and yeah that that i yes. i mean i i just can't even imagine a way i can't even imagine a way and and i can imagine some pretty terrible things Mm-hmm. but I, I can't imagine a way that I could, I, that I wouldn't love you and, and yeah. I will always love you. And so that's certainly something that I've communicated to all of my children. But what's, what's amazing is that, is to think that here I am as a father and I believe, I think that way about my kids and here I've failed to see God as, as, as at least saying at least as much. <laughs> it's like, seriously, I think that I'm a better dad than God. What, what's, what's wrong with that? Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. So yeah, so that that honestly, honestly, that's that's been a primary focus for me, and 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 this has led me to a lot of just you know just being free and and yeah. and kind of just enjoying life in the moment. I mean, all these different things that I've been striving for, and and now all of a sudden just to be free to do them. <clears throat> and I will I I will confess and admit one thing that in my freedom and and working. I, I still work, but, but I mean, in working less and not working around the clock. And I mean, there's certainly a lot of emails that come in and all of a sudden I feel this freedom to not jump. You know, when somebody says jump, not say how high anymore, you know, cause I, I used to do that. And all of a yeah. sudden I, I, I mean, there's a little bit of a concern that it's like, okay, now if I don't do this, how am I still going to make that much money? Because it was doing all of those things that called me to, and, and you know what, I'm, I'm just sitting back and, and, and I'm going to, to lay my burdens and, and go to the one who said that he'd give me rest and I'm, I'm having faith and trust in him and we'll see how it goes. But, you know, I'm still working. I, I still love what I do and, but I'm not working. 
I'm not even working. I'm probably working about half as much as I was before two and a half weeks ago. And the world will not end. That's the coolest thing. But it's, it's, it's kind of, it takes time to train yourself in that attitude of letting go and trusting that, you know, you can be free and not working 14 hours a day and still support for, uh, provide for your family and do whatever you, you, you need to do in life. And, uh, but it's, 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 it's a transition that I, I, personally struggle with that quite often. I have times where I feel really the same peace and I can just totally let go. And there are other moments where I forget about it again and I keep working till late at night <laughs> and because I think I need to. Yeah. And it's, it's always kind of difficult to, uh, to let go and to trust that you've done enough, yeah. but it's, I think it's essential for that inner peace. And, and in a way, um, I want to uh, make a transition to um, the, we, we are currently recording this the day after the news broke that Steve Jobs died. And uh, I'm sure that you've all been beaten to death almost uh, by, with all the, all the, 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 you know, the homages and the, all the stuff that you read about it on the web. Um, and you've certainly probably seen se segments of that speech that he did at Stanford. And I, I think we talked about this speech uh, just a few episodes ago in this, in this show as well. We did. But it, the, the, the whole thing that we've been discussing here in this first part of the show kind of reminds me of, of one of the things that he says at, towards the end of that talk where he says, you know, life is too short to uh, live someone else's life. Um, and, and he appeals to, you know, live, don't, you know, if you've, if you've, if you've lived faced with death, Everything that's non-essential, your fears, your, your, um, your, your, your fear of failure, of disappointing other people, it all goes away. It's, it, ultimately, it's not important. And I think that he is very right on that. And, uh, and it's true. We should live every day within our minds, you know, ultimately, what am I worried about? Is this really going to matter at the end of my life, you know? I, and, uh, and, and what, what, what does matter and what, so what should I do? And I love that quote, that other quote that he said, and I saw it on a big page with like the 12 most inspirational quotes by Steve Jobs. And yeah. he's like, I don't care, you know, being the richest man in the cemetery, I don't care for that. But going to bed every evening and telling myself I've done something, I've done something wonderful. That is what matters to me. And I think he nails it there. That, that should be our work ethic ethic. Yeah. Have I done something wonderful with this day? And so every day is an opportunity. Yes. Have, have I done what matters most? Yeah. And, and, and yeah, there, there's no doubt. I mean, this, this man was a very inspirational man and, and certainly has had a wonderful impact. I, and, and I think, I think that, that his life deserves the recognition that the world's giving. Sure. Him. And let's, let's be realistic. He, he probably just like any of us didn't always live what he preached. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure of that because he's human, just like the right. <laughs> like us. <laughs> Thank God, but but still, this is what he said, and I I, I find that very inspirational and uh, and really something that I should remind myself. Uh, and I hope that a lot of people are inspired by the same the same attitude in life. You know, don't worry too much. You know, be not afraid. That's one of the key phrases in the Bible, but it's so true. Yeah. You know, don't don't worry about your whether you're doing enough or whether you should have could have would have, but think about can I do something beautiful today? Can I can I make someone happy? Can I create something beautiful? Can I bring truth in the situation? That's the stuff that remains. All the other stuff will just go and go away. Even our our brand new iPods and iPhones. No matter how depressing that is, if you just bought one. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> hey, speaking of things that uh, go away, uh, we hope that uh, a lot of our, our existing pounds go away one day. Yes. And so I think it's time for our little update and uh, <sighs> share with our audience how we've been... You know, we've been letting go enough in the past <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I'll go first so then we can take the spotlight off of me with all your great uh, your great news, I'm sure. Oh, no, you don't know what I'm about to say. <laughs> you don't know. Just, I, I, you'll I, probably feel a lot better about yourself once you heard me. <laughs> I'll, I'll start. Let me just tell you, I haven't stepped on the scale in, well, I'll tell you what, I, you know, the cool thing is I have my whiting scale, you know, the, white, yes. the whitings thing. So let me just pull up my iPhone right here. It's connected to Wi-Fi and it automatically tweets your weight, right? Yeah, it well, it can tweet your weight. I don't have it doing all that stuff. But um, <laughs> where is my weight? Oh, here it is. I found it. All right. So I'm pulling it up here. And I'm going to tell you the last time I weighed in was Tuesday, September 27th. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was the last time <laughs> I weighed in. Um, uh, and, so, you know, the, the thing is, like I said, the last the last couple of weeks has not been focused in that area. Now, the thing is... Yeah. I've not been counting my calories mm -hmm. as a result of not counting my calories and, and just feeling just more free and, and stuff like that and being more carefree. I have been eating a a bit more than what I normally would if I were counting my calories. Mm -hmm. I, I will probably get on the scale later today or tomorrow morning and find out where I'm at. But if, but if I if I gained over the last uh, two and a half, three weeks, if I've gained three or four pounds it's not going to surprise me, and it's certainly not going to upset me. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, m the last couple of weeks of my life, I've I feel like I've focused in the areas that were most important, and and I know that I'm still on a journey to to get to a what I would consider to be a healthy weight, mm -hmm. and sure. and I'm still so much further than when I first started, and I know that the journey doesn't have to be won by the end of this month. Oh, that's true. The turtle wins the race, right? Yes. And that's 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 very true with weight loss and 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 finding that balance because we've 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 seen all the you know the, the the great stories about people shedding the pounds in a very short amount of time and then you know they can't they they didn't integrate it yeah and so they they tend to become even heavier just a year later if if it doesn't become a lifestyle but I think it's all about you know it's 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 much more than just losing pounds. You need to you need to change your whole lifestyle, your attitude in life, and that ultimately will lead to a healthier life, and thereby uh, will lead to weight loss. Yeah. But it's always kind of finding that balance first, and the rest will follow. Um, and and if you get too focused, but anyway, I'm I'm perhaps trying to justify myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are things going for you? Well, I've I've not been uh, counting calories either. I've not been paying much attention. And, uh, and I've been traveling to a country that is kind of like, ah, oh, you know, it's like Oz. It's this, this emerald city where, with, where, where everything is in abundance and you can just wish for something and it appears on your plate in, in huge quantities. I'm talking about the United States of America, of course. And um, I traveled to Kansas City and the first thing that people told me is like, yeah, Yo, you got to try the barbecue because the barbecue in Kansas City is the best in the world, which I tweeted. And then I get like 1,500 posts from people in, in, in different parts of the United States telling how wrong I am and that their place is the best place to get barbecue. But anyway, there was only one way to find out and, it was, and that was to sample it myself. And uh, yeah, it was good. It was way too good. And so I overate there and, and they had this um, cheesy 
something, something with beans, something, or actually not was not beans, but corn. It was cheesy corn. There you go. And it was this kind of gooey, yellow, cheesy stuff with corn in it. And I couldn't stop eating that. And I was like, ah, this is, this is worse than junk food. I mean, I'm so glad that I live in the Netherlands where we don't have this because otherwise, I don't know, I would be a blob. (laughs) But no, honestly, actually I did pretty well considering the circumstances. And I have to say that especially the last few days uh, when we had that conference, there was a lot of great food. I mean, it wasn't, it was, and it was almost by accident because we were on a tight budget this year. And so we, we tried to be, um, to just go for, you know, kind of the minim, minimum that we need in terms of food and didn't go overboard with you know, very expensive snacks and everything. And so every meal had a lot of salad and, and raw vegetables and broccoli and stuff. And, and it's funny, but if it's there, I'll eat it. I was like, I, I don't have a sweet tooth. Um, I wasn't born with a sweet tooth and I, I will never get it. So I could easily, you know, step uh, away from the chocolate cake and everything. And I saw the vegetables and I was like, okay. It, immediately I hear in my mind, I hear Jillian's voice telling me, go for the, go for the veggies. <laughs> and, so, and don't take the, the white sauce, but take the, you know, the, the vinegar based sauce. And so... I stuffed myself with uh, with the raw vegetables and um, and and so I, I I just didn't have enough space in my stomach for for all the bad stuff. And nevertheless, I did I did gain a few pounds in total, and I'm now and I'm sad to say because this is I've I've actually you know this is kind of a a, a slow process, and if you don't pay attention, it, it it this might get me into a really troublesome area. But I you remember that. Um, uh, when I ran my marathons, I weighed at one point, I weighed uh, 68 kilograms, which is uh, 150 pounds. Okay. Which is kind of like really on the low end of the BMI for me, for my length. And so people were worried, are you eating enough? Do you have cancer? <laughs> that sort of, you get all of these strange remarks from my parishioners and, you know, but it's because they, you know, I've never, I've never been at that weight. Right. So they're just not used to seeing me uh, weighing 150 pounds, but, and this is, this has been ongoing and I've, I think I've mentioned this in the previous episodes as well, it's been creeping up and up and up. So right now I am not at 150 pounds, but I'm uh, back at 167.5 pounds. So that's 76 kilograms. And I'm starting to notice this because my clothes are getting too tight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I feel out of shape and I, uh, there's blubber. Yeah. <laughs> And I know that, you know, this is not good. I should, you know, I should get back into shape. And, and, um, and, and I, I feel like this is, I sh- if I, if I go on like this and I don't act uh, to, to, to combat a few, uh, to lose a few of these pounds, um, I might easily get back to 80 pounds, 80, 80 kilograms. So 176 pounds. And that would be a bad place for me. That, that starts to touch the orange area where you get overweight and I know the consequences of that. So right. um, here's what I did. And, and this was actually I, uh, something that I was very eager to tell you um, the last time that I sat at the microphone uh, and I had been actually out, out of the door to uh, do whatever I want to tell, talk about right now. And so I came back like two minutes before five, which is usually my time when we record the show. And I, I read your message like, oh, it looks like Father Roderick is nowhere to be seen. I'm going to have lunch with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Ooh>, no. 
I was just about to say this wonderful story. What I did was finally, finally, I signed up for a gym. Well, you did tell us this. You, I, I think this was in the last episode of our podcast. It was, or no, I think I probably heard it in a podcast. I think I, I, I said you, it on a yeah, podcast. Yeah, oh, see, I, 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 okay, so tell us, tell everybody that listens to this, but not maybe your other show, because I know all about it. I finally found this gym because one of my biggest uh, worries with a gym was that it is so expensive. You easily pay um, $50 per month. You know, it's it's outrageous sometimes what these gyms uh, charge you. And so I was like, yeah, I don't even know if I need a gym. I could just easily go out and, and run outside. But I know that fall has started. Winter is just around the corner. When I look outside right now, there's a big storm outside dark, dark gray clouds. It's raining. It's actually pouring down. And I know myself. I'm a coward. I don't like this cold, rainy season. And it, it, it just provides me with excellent uh, excuses not to go running. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at home. And of course, I could work out using whatever Jillian's 30-day shred DVD. or. Uh, but the problem with that is it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. I love it. It hurts. And she, she doesn't stop yelling at me. And I was like, uh, <laughs> sure. It's so easy if you don't have any um, people around you to just find any excuse from jet lag to, I don't know, not being, not being in the mood or anything to not work out at home. Um, and so I, I think that one of the things I, I shared uh, in the previous episode was that I, I feel like I need to establish a routine. Routines really work with me. If I want to get something done, be it prayer or writing a book or podcasting, it needs to be part of a regular uh, schedule. And so I found this gym just around the corner, and I'm probably repeating myself, but it's in, a, it's in an old office building, and a lot of offices here in the neighborhood are, are empty because of the economy. Mm-hmm. And so what they did is this company just rented a floor in a, in, on the fifth floor of an office building. So it doesn't look at all like a gym, but when you enter, you, know, you go through the doors, it is just a huge gym, and they have every single torture device there that I've seen on The Biggest Loser and more. <laughs> And so I was like, wow. And the best thing was the price. If you sign up for uh, two years, you only pay 15 euro uh, a month, which is kind of like a, a fourth or a third of the price that you would pay in other gyms. Right, right. So I signed up for a year, forcing myself to cough up the money. You know, I was like, I'm not going to do a monthly subscription because I'll drop off. I was like, now I, I really need to invest in this. So that will give me an extra impetus to go there. And uh, yesterday, um, I, I went for the first time. And boy, was it scary. Holy cow. I I was like, purposely, I asked the guy at the desk before when I, when I subscribed, I was like, when is the moment during the day that there are the least amount of people? Cause I'm, I'm just so, and you know, I'm sorry to say this, but I'm very self-aware when I'm like that in my shorts and, uh, everybody can see me and, (laughs) you know, I don't know half of these torture devices. I, I have an iPad, an iPhone app, actually, I might actually use this as the the tip of the week, uh, but there's an I, I, iPhone app that shows you every device and shows you how to use it. And it, and it has like these animations and everything. Um, so I wanted to basically be there when no one else is there. Cause I know that a lot of people at the gym are going to be like super muscular and you know, they're just, they're just going to laugh at me. At least that's kind of what, what I keep telling myself. Again, this is all about probably self-perception and, and, uh, and, and, you know, negative self-talk. And so the guy tells me, well, you know, five o'clock, that's a good time because most people will go back and, 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 you know, they're, they're just going to have dinner because we oh, eat that's early. Silly. 
ones. No, really, honestly, I'm not. I'm I'm always trying to be as honest as possible on these shows. No, no, no. I'm so, just saying the guy's silly. It's like five o'clock. The people are who are no, off in work the in the Netherlands. That's the case. Oh, we, okay. We, a lot of the Dutch eat at. I'm not kidding you. At five thirty. Really? That's when they have their dinner. Yeah, so they start cooking at four thirty. It's unbelievable. Okay. At least that's what I thought. And so yesterday, I finally mustered uh, enough courage to go there. I had bought new running shoes because I, I was. I uh, saw uh, your I, pic- your Twitter pictures <clears throat> of shoes. Yeah, well, I you know I I I needed other shoes because you you have to have indoor shoes. Otherwise, of course, you're bringing in a lot of bacteria and everything. And I so I went to my favorite uh, running store here, and they advised me actually to go with a different type of shoes than I use normally for running outside. And they said, you know, you're going to be walking on a treadmill, and uh, Cliff, it's actually you you told us this when when you went on a treadmill, it actually helped you because it's much easier on the knees. Yes, because you, you got this kind of dampening effect. But the guy in the store told me, well, you, you need to have different type of shoes because there's already going to be this kind of bouncy movement in the treadmill. If you take these shoes with, you know, extra air pockets and what whatnot, you know, you'll basically hit the ceiling every time you run. <laughs> it's going to be this whole bouncy boing boing thing. And so he advised me to get running shoes with almost no, you know, with very rigid soles. Right. Um, so that's what I got. And they're horrid. They're just absolutely abject colors. They're just this bright green. It's like a, <laughs> a mix of Kermit and pea soup and vomit. Uh, but <laughs> I was like, okay, well, uh, if I'm going to humiliate myself by, you know, being indoors on a treadmill with in, in, in shorts and a silly t-shirt, I might as well, you know, wear these awfully green colored outer space alien shoes. Um, strap those on, entered the the gym and lo and behold there were almost a hundred people there and i felt like they were all staring at me and your shoes <laughs> and my shoes and <laughs> your your <laughs> your kermit the frog pea frog pea cream vomit so shoes scared i was like i don't want to be here <laughs> and then you know everything goes and just enhances this and I'm, I'm just i'm sharing this because i know that i'm not the only person who has these problems but um the first thing that happens is I try to put my stuff, you know, the the my my other clothes and my shoes, my regular shoes, in one of those safe uh, things that they have where you you have to type in your code. It's like in a hotel, yeah, and it yeah. locks. And I couldn't figure it out, so I'm just sitting there on my knees, trying to you know st- fighting with this this electronic lock. And then this this woman walks past and is like, um, "Let me help you." So this is how you do it. And she does, she shows me how to type in the code and lock the thing. Now, now show me. And then I do it and I mess it up again. And it's like, oh, crud. I can't <laughs> even get to this through this phase. And then, you know, I, I go to the treadmill. There are three treadmills there. Not much because a lot of the people are, are there are all, all sorts of other devices there. Um, but only three treadmills. And one of them was broken. So there's just this one uh, treadmill that is uh, that's in use, and the other one was free. So I step on it, start, well, and and I was like, how do how do I operate this? Normally I just start running, but you have got like a gazillion buttons on it, and then there's just just this one big green button, and it says auto play or something like that. I was like, okay, I'll just do whatever this machine tells me to do. As <laughs> so I start walking a little bit, I, I I I figure it out after a couple of minutes, but then. You know, I start running and I haven't been running for uh, for about three weeks. So, of course, as usual, I'm way too enthusiastic. So I start running at a really, you know, f- fast pace. And after a couple of minutes, 
in the corner of my eye, I see like this other very lean woman standing there behind me, clearly waiting for me to get off that treadmill because the other one was broken. And then she even steps on the broken one and tries to get it running and it doesn't really work. And she sees me struggling and, and being all out of breath and just going up and down in the in the speed and everything. And you could tell, or again, it was just me telling myself that, oh my God, I am just messing up this whole routine. And she's probably a very accomplished runner. She's literally running out of time. I'm I'm using that machine. I shouldn't be here. I'm not worthy to be on this treadmill. <laughs> and so I pretend that it was my plan all along to stop after 15 minutes. <laughs> I step off. I'm not kidding you. I step off the thing and I was like, okay, let me just go in a corner and cry. <laughs> such a disaster. Oh my oh gosh. Around a little bit and I just, there's, I see these bikes and they've got spinning bikes. I'm like, sh shall I step on a spinning bike? And then I realized that, well, I've never done any spinning. I've seen that on TV. I know that, you know, Bob from The Biggest Loser, he's one of his favorite routines is doing the spinning classes. And I was like, well, what if I don't get it and I somehow mess it up and I'm just going to destroy the machine or I'm going to destroy myself or both. So I didn't dare to step on the spinning bike because I didn't know what to do with it. And I'm walking around. It's like, I can't do any weightlifting either because I have no muscle in my, in my, in my arms. And then I see this machine and it kind of looks like, do you know these machines? I don't know what the word is. They have like, you hold like two sticks and they move back and forth. And then your feet are on two kind of steps. And the whole thing moves. I think that your wife has been using this uh, for working out. Am I am I wrong? Do you know I, what kind I, of device? I'm, work, I'm uh, trying to pic I'm trying to picture it. So you're standing upright. Okay. Your feet okay. Are in two. Kind of. Uh, well, you're stepping on on. Oh, on, like an elliptical. It's an elliptical. That's how it's called. Actually, it's an elliptical. Okay. Okay. And so you move. So there is a machine that looks exactly like uh, most of the ellipticals were also in use. So there's this other machine. And it looks just like an elliptical, but it doesn't have the the bars where you, where you have your hands. So it just has a bar where you can you, you you can rest your hands, and then it has these two steps. Yes, yes. And then on the on the big computer, I'm trying to figure it's like I'm just going to do the elliptical because I know that you know that's pretty pretty tough workout as well, almost the same as running, probably easy, even easier on the knees, and um, and then I see some 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 stuff on the on the panel that that says something about stairs and it's like oh wow this is probably like some kind of a stairmaster thing so you know i'll probably have to you know make these big steps and, and it was a really kind of uh, tough thing to do to just move your feet and so i was like walking on this thing and it was like stunk. and it made a lot of noise and it was and the, the floor was trembling a little bit. It's like, great. What a great way to attract attention to yourself. <laughs> and Who's that, gr who's that like, green-footed guy over there? What's he doing? Exactly. And why did he vomit over his shoes? So I was just like doing the junk, junk. But it's like, well, this is, just, this is a stair machine. So, you know, I don't care what other people think. It's supposed to make this noise. At least I'm working out. You lazy people, you're only doing the weightlifting. At least I'm really working out. And I was working out, working on a sweat and everything. And I, and it was counting the steps. And I look at the counter. I mean, you know, I do one stunk, stunk. And then the, the counter says, you've done 10 stairs. There are 10 steps of the stairs. And you're on the, like, in no time I was on the on the 15th floor. I was like, wow, wait a second. This, something is off here. This is not, you know, I'm, <laughs> it's counting, it, it, it's it's giving me more credit than I actually deserve. Because, you know, the one stunk is all, all of a sudden like five steps. 
But I just continue bravely, shtunk, shtunk, shtunk. The floor is trembling. And then all of a sudden, next to me, this guy steps on the other stairmaster, or what I thought was a stairmaster. He's very lean, you know, clearly you know, has this great black suit. His shoes match his suit perfectly. <laughs> and, you know, just telling me just by his whole appearance, like, you suck with your green vomit shoes. <laughs> and, you know, he starts doing this little movement on the thing. And he's like, and then he turns towards me. He says, can I give you a tip? And I'm like, oh my God. Oh <laughs> Lord. Turns out it's the, it's the official, you know, the trainer of the, of the gym. He's the guy that owns the whole gym, you know, he's the Bob from the gym. It's like, let me give you a tip. Um, this is actually not, not a stair machine. You know, you're, you're, you're doing this, you know, these big steps, but actually you should do these little tiny steps. And so he gives me a demonstration and is this just to, for your, you know, the, uh, the, your calves and everything. And it's like a little kind of warm up device. And so, um, you might want to kind of recalibrate the machine and, and I was like, oh my Lord, now <laughs> everybody is laughing at me, including God. He's probably looking through the window and is like, <laughs> guys, come over here. Look at that guy in his vomit green shoes. And, and so I'm just, I can feel the blood in my, in my head just rising. I, I must have had a, a, a tomato head at that point. I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to try another device. <laughs> I was like, I was out of here. I was like, well, uh, I don't need any warming up because I've already did, a, 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 you know, a 15 minutes on the on the treadmill. Well, I'll go check out some other device. And so, you know, there's this, this the whole the whole gym is kind of, there's this wall with, with televisions on it. So if you walk around the gym to the other side, the trainer can't see you. <laughs> I just walk all the way to the other side. I see one elliptical that is still free. I was like, oh, thank God, a machine that I know. And so I press the autoplay thing and I start working out. Mm. And I'm, I'm really, I'm with my back against the window. And so I know that there's no one behind me. I see that the other guys next to me and the people in front of me, they're not looking at me. And finally, finally, I was like, oh, nobody's watching me. <laughs> and so it, it, made, it made the workout a success after all. But my Lord, and I know this is like, you know, uh, getting an accident in a car. You know that when that happens, the first thing you need to do the next day is to step into a car, step in a car and drive. Because yes, if yes. you don't, you'll be scared for the rest of your life. So I know <laughs> when I finish this recording with you, I have to go back to that gym through the rain and I have to step on whatever torture device there is. <laughs> And I have to force myself, and this is a commitment I make in front of God and the world and all our podcast listeners. I will be in that gym just like I was yesterday for one hour. I commit to staying in the gym one hour. No matter how many people are laughing at me, one day they won't be laughing anymore. And I will be laughing because I would have I will have lost 17 pounds. That is that an awesome, awesome story. story. <laughs> I'm sorry, that went on a little bit long. No, that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was that, incredible. I, I will, matter of fact, I, I think I'm going to go to the gym just to see if I can find anybody with green shoes to look at. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> I'll post a picture on Twitter later today of my vomit shoes. <laughs> you know what? I'll I, I tell you what, you're, you inspire me. What I'm going to do is, I wasn't I, even planning on it, but, but after I'm after done, I'm hearing I'm myself hearing back here. here. Hold on, let <laughs> me, uh, 
I'm just going to mute for a second. After, after I'm done recording here today, I am going to go and work out at the Y for an hour my, myself this evening. That is great. I'm going to do it just because you've inspired me. And and I may intentionally go and wear funny looking clothes. <laughs> well, I, actually, the truth is I wear funny looking clothes anyway. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I, I just... I, I'm so gl- I'm so glad you're going back though. I mean, and how much is it per month for for this for this um, gym? I've 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 uh, um, subscribed for a year, so it it's uh, twenty uh, euro per year. Oh, so uh, you actually did sign up for an entire year? Yes. Oh, yeah. I knew that I had to do that because ah. I I need to force myself to and and having paid that I'm, for for someone from Holland, yeah, this deal is like, yeah, I paid for this, so I'd better suffer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it's really cheap. I mean, twenty euro right now is twenty six dollars or twenty seven dollars. That's not bad. That's not that's not too bad for uh, and it's open all day, even on Sunday. I'm not supposed. I, I I'm not sure. I should ask God if I or my bishop if I can work out on Sunday. But um, it's a it, it, it's a pretty good deal, and it's really close by. I mean, there's really there's no excuse for me not to go, even if it's raining. I can be there in five minutes. I just walk out the door, and it's 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 just the nearest office building. So it's a very it's a great discovery. Now, if only I can get over my you know my self loathing. <laughs> no, how open, late are I, they open? Um, till ten o'clock in the evening. Till ten o'clock, they start. They open at eight. They they close at at uh, ten, and um, and during the weekends, I think they open at ten and they close at seven, if I'm not mistaken. I, I bet you, if you went there on a weekday and you show up around nine o'clock in the morning, or if mm-hmm. you were to show up around uh, probably around seven o'clock at night, I bet you you'd be surprised how. How much uh, slower it would be? It could it could, could very well be. I'm just gonna try out different times. I prefer to do this in the evening though, or in the late after, yeah, late afternoon, because I I have my routine down for the morning, and I I really love my current uh, you know the time that I have to just ride a little bit, celebrate mass, and pray, and and just have that you know kind of a without having that pressure, oh, I still need to kind of work in my, my, my uh, fitness routine. And there is something cool about kind of ending the day over there because it's, it's, it's a beautiful view from the windows of the fifth floor. I can see the, you know, the big medieval center of the city and it's just a, it's gorgeous. Yesterday there was this sunset and uh, had I stayed on the, on the treadmill, I would have seen the whole sunset, but unfortunately I chickened out after 15 minutes. So, and then I was with my back against the window. But right. It's actually just a beautiful time to be there, and uh, and I don't know. I I just kind of it helps me make a transition also between working uh, throughout the day on media and creative work, and then just empty my head. And there's nothing else that I can do. And then afterwards, I can just you know cook and eat and and relax for the rest of the evening. So I hope that that evening routine uh, works for me. And otherwise, I'm just going to ignore everyone else. I'm just probably I'm imagining it anyway. It's like I I I hope I'm not the only person who has that. But you, no, no, you're not self-aware, and especially if you're not in shape. And I'm really I'm not in shape. And you've got funny green shoes. You you feel like the whole world world is watching you, and it, it's probably not true, but that's how it feels. Anyway. Uh, well, I'm certain that that you're sharing your story is going to help a lot of people. And like I said, I I am after I'm done today, I am going to go to the Y and work out. Before I go to before I go to bed this this evening, I will have worked out for an entire hour, and I am going to step on that scale. 
Uh, yes. All right. Uh, all right. Well, my friends, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Balanced Living Weekly. Uh, we hope that you're encouraged and inspired to get out and and pursue a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And of course, if you want to give us a call with your feedback, you can at 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Of course, Father Roderick, um, you've got some other shows I want to point out to people. We have, um, oh, uh, what is this? We have The Break. We've got Secrets of the Hobbit, Secrets of Middle Earth. We've got a new show uh, that I started. If you if you like the show, uh, the new ABC show, Pan Am, yes. I do a show with a real pilot about Pan Am, about the about the series. And it's a lot of fun because, of course, as a pilot, he looks at this entertainment from a totally different angle. And he's got some some stories to tell about how it really works. And um, it I, I'm really enjoying those those shows. It's kind of not really like a super deep uh, content, but it's a lot of fun. And in, in the process of listening, you might learn one or two things about flying. Absolutely. There you go. So that's uh, Secrets of Pan Am and you can find that at sqpn.com. Exactly. Awesome. And uh, that's going to wrap it up. We'll be back again next week. Until next time, my friends, we encourage you to stay balanced. <laughs>